Hello, friends and neighbors. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button. Thanks for all your support the past couple of weeks. Uh, we can't thank you enough. Leave a like, leave a comment. Benny, where can they find us on social media? Yeah, you can find us, Ray Benny Sports. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and of course, TikTok. Let's and, get in. Uh, what? And, and YouTube, I meant to say, but you know that already. And YouTube. Uh, <laughs> opening weekend of NFL action. That's why I'm wearing the colors representing the Steeler Nation. Uh, and we'll get into our preview and predictions for our four big matchups of opening weekend for the NFL. But let's get into the rematches of Labor Day uh, in the CFL. Most of them are rematches except one. CFL schedule makers still. Uh, two. Huh? Two only rematches. That's it this time. Oh, that's right. Toronto Hamilton <laughs> is not happening. No. Like, that's ridiculous. But that's the only other rematch that's not happening. Which one's, which, which other one is missing? Yeah, that's the only one. So there's only two happenings. Saskatchewan, yeah. Winnipeg, Calgary, Edmonton, and then... Schedule makers. And you had three teams to choose from to rotate that by, and you still couldn't get the rematch Toronto-Hamilton. That's shameful. Well, uh, there was also no reason for them to play four times in the last five weeks either, but we digress on that one. You know what? Maybe <laughs> we won't digress. Maybe we'll pound it into the ground until they get this right. It's ridiculous. Anyways, sorry for yelling. Uh, let's go to the first matchup of the week. BC, Montreal, who you got in this one? No, it's a tough one because I still don't know enough what's going on at BC quarterback position. I know Pipkin is starting. Um, yes, Vernon Adams is the backup. Uh, Rick Campbell has said that Vernon will probably get in the game at some point on Friday. I wasn't impressed with Montreal last week against Ottawa. They had a good chance to kind of lock up almost second position there, and they they failed. So reluctantly, I'm kind of leaning towards BC. I think I'm going to pick BC in this one. Yeah, uh, it will be interesting to see Antonio Pipkin play in Montreal uh, with the reins of the BC Lions. Uh, I'm going to go with Montreal on this one. I, yeah. I'm already saying, dang, I'm messing up. But I'm just going to go with Montreal. Home field advantage, new quarterback in BC, a little bit of uncertainty. Uh, and maybe that loss kind of refocused Montreal uh, into what they need to do pushing into the playoffs. So I'll take them at home. Maybe yeah, they they were at home last week and they they laid an egg against Ottawa, right? So unbelievable, you know. And this is obviously a big game. They lose, Ottawa wins. Now they're tied for second place. So BC is still going to be in flux. I mean, maybe Pipkin's going to go out and ball out because he wants to prove to his old team that he could do it, and they shouldn't yeah. have got rid of him. But I'm expecting we're probably going to see Vernon Adams probably by halftime. Yeah, they definitely do got to get Pipkin in there because you never know if Adams gets hurt, you need that backup to come in. Uh, and BC's always dangerous. They have all those weapons on offense that Pipkin, as long as you don't make too many mistakes, you should be good. Just put the ball in their hands and they'll make plays. But Yeah, they had know. the bye week. They had the bye week to fix up some stuff, and maybe that gets uh, Pipkin a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. We'll see Montreal's D, that D-line, if they can get at him. They couldn't get at uh, Arbuckle last week. So yeah. the O-line of BC is going to be under pressure. They have a, like a game or two in hand where they can afford to kind of experiment and figure out what's going on, kind of a reset preseason for them to figure out their quarterback situation. So, you know, if they lose and not much dread, so we'll see. No, chances are they're making the playoffs anyways, even if it ends up being a crossover. Yeah. You don't necessarily want that because that's traveling to the East time zone, you know, two times. But, you know, they're, they're pretty much safe and probably locking up a playoff spot at sometime soon. Yeah, we talked about Ottawa. Let's go on to the next matchup in a three-header a triple header 
on Saturday because uh, you don't want to be playing on Sunday opening weekend against the NFL. No. That's, that's a ratings disaster. Uh, so let's talk about Toronto, Ottawa. I'm going to take Ottawa on this one to win three in a row at home. Uh, man, I'm picking some weird ones this week. But yeah, I'm going to go with them. And Arbuckle not making too many mistakes. Toronto's kind of up and down. I still don't believe in three last names. You know what? I'm agreeing with you on this one. I, I like Ottawa too. Um, hey Even though they haven't won a game at home so far this year. Yeah. Um, I think their D can disrupt uh, McLeod, Bethel, Thompson enough. And McLeod, he's been throwing up picks left and right, pick sixes left and right for the last few games. So yeah. I think BC's D can get enough turnovers in this game and pressure that Ottawa or that Toronto offense enough. And then Arbuckle can get it uh, done. Toronto's D is obviously tough too. Yeah. So Arbuckle is going to have to keep up what he's been doing the last two weeks. It'll be a close one for sure. Probably yeah. even a coin flip, but I'm going with Ottawa too on that. Keep those mistakes down. Didn't Ottawa beat Toronto early in the year? And wasn't that yeah. in Ottawa? In, no, in Toronto. Oh, I thought that was Ottawa's first one of the year in Ottawa. No, they haven't won at home yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Three, they won three now, right? Well, they won two yeah. in a row and they beat uh, Toronto earlier on yeah, the year. Yeah, so three all on the road, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can Lapo's play calling be good for a whole game? We're believing in Lapo for three in a row. Three yeah. in a row. I think we're uh, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Making things interesting here on Ray and Benny. Let's look at the rematch, the Banjo Bowl, uh, and a sold-out game. I can't wait. It's going to yeah. be crazy. It's going to be loud. It's going uh, to be nonsensical. Who do you got in this one? Uh, I got to go with Winnipeg. Uh, pretty easy choice, I think, in that one. I think... Last week was Saskatchewan's chance to win it at home with that crowd behind them, and they couldn't get it done. Uh, I think Winnipeg comes out and probably controls this game a little bit more. I don't think it's going to be a blowout or anything like that, but I think with that crowd behind them, and like you say, sellout, 33,000-plus, I know there's going to be some green in there, but I think it'll be enough. Um, the biggest difference for me and these two teams is, is obviously discipline is huge. Winnipeg has it. Saskatchewan does it. Marino's finally gone. Oh, um, goodness gracious. But... Saskatchewan's got to build off what they did in their first few drives of last week to have a chance and not shy away from that. They had the running game going. Bombers D's got to stop that run. And then the old line of the Bombers, you know, they got to give Carl some time and Carl's got to play a little bit more, uh, less or a little bit more of a mistake-free game, I mean. Yeah, I think the Bombers are who we've seen they've been for the entire year and they're going to let a lot of yards. Like yeah. we're gonna see them, you know, like rushers like Kadeem Carey possibly crack a hundred every game. We're gonna see a receiver crack a hundred yards a game. They're just gonna let teams score. And uh I think with the home crowd, I think they're actually gonna demolish the Saskatchewan this week. I'm also taking the Winnipeg Blue Bombers to win at home in the Banjo Bowl. Uh I think the defense will be even better. Uh I'm hoping that O line just it's just missing an edge. They're not as nasty. And I guess I could put some on Dejarlay, and maybe they're missing Couture as well. Uh, I'm still not convinced about the O-line and where they are right now. Yeah, the tackles, though, Hardrick had a rough time last week. And, and so, so that's where they're kind of getting beat quite a bit, too. And, and they couldn't get the running game going last week against Saskatchewan. So hopefully they can fix it up. They're at home. They got the crowd, you know, should be fairly quiet when they're on the field. So maybe the lot will fix it. But um they, they got to limit that pass rush. I know it didn't get to Carl's too many times, but it did cause havoc back there a few times. Yeah. Yeah, and what about Legio again? Shout out to that guy for having a good game. Uh, Keep it going, buddy. Keep it going. A good special teamer all round. Calgary-Edmonton. A good rematch <laughs> in Edmonton. Edmonton's defense looked good last week. 
I don't know. For some reason, I think Calgary's going to look better this week, so I'm going to go with Calgary. I don't yeah, think I, I think Edmonton's still not going to win that game at home. Not at not at home. At home seems there to be their Achilles heel almost, and they play worse when they get at home than they do on the road. Yeah. So I'm going Calgary too. Um, Jake Myers is just going to continue to to get better and play, and I, I don't think Edmonton's Edmonton's deep did a fairly good job against him last week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it'll be a different story this week, and I think Calgary will probably roll in this game. Yeah, uh, I just think Dickinson will have them better prepared against that Edmonton defense. Dickinson, and I don't know how much Huffnagel has to do with any game planning or if he has any say in it, but I think they'll look at tape and they'll they'll see something uh, in Edmonton that they can take advantage of. Speaking of coaching, it, it do you th- I don't think Dickinson in Saskatchewan is going to make it back next year. No, he's, he's, he's clearly shown. And the funny thing is, we talked about this like almost two months ago. I was yeah. like, this locker room looks like trash and he won't make it if they don't make the Grey Cup. But what a mess. What a mess. That's exactly it. He needs to make the Grey Cup probably. Uh, or even maybe even the conference finals or something like that. Or not the, uh, that's, you know, division finals um, to have a chance. Because otherwise, this team is undisciplined. The mistakes they made, the, the penalties they take. Uh, allowing these players to continue. Like Marino should have been gone a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, and that stuff should have been nipped in the bud, but you let it linger. And then other players were like, well, if you can do it, I get it. There's, there's a line you want to, well, they almost want to be that team that gets to the edge, you know, but they're going over that edge every time. Um, Duke Williams. And, it's, and it's ridiculous, right? Duke Williams. Yeah, exactly. Taking stupid penalties on the field, you know? So I agree with you on that one. He's probably not going to last if they don't make it. Uh, yeah. You know, it was big because the Great Cups in Saskatchewan, right? Well, they don't so have they the want, leadership. They want to be, be there, so they don't have a, they don't have the leadership for a team to be, play on the edge. No, if you're going to be a team like that who has edge and attitude, you got to have a good core of veterans to make sure you don't go over the edge and and play well at the same time. And they just don't have that. Yeah, and I think that's what the biggest difference. Like everyone will say, okay, Winnipeg is eleven one one, but they barely won some games. They come close, but that's the difference. They have that discipline they're not taking stupid penalties uh we saw in the montreal game they took a bad penalty and then ended up losing the game right the offside on that third down play so mm-hmm. you can see where it ends up creeping up on you and it costs you a game and for the most part winnipeg has that under control and they got the veterans and the leadership on that team to control guys or teach guys once they get in there hey this is the way it's going to be stick with it or you're gone saskatchewan is a mess yes Big time. They're they're gonna have to hit the reset button there. I could see maybe Fajardo not being part of a rebuild. Ugh, it's gonna get uglier before it gets better in Saskatchewan, I believe. The thing is, they have good players. Like they have a good D. They have good players. Fajardo's hit and miss so far this year, but again, I, I think to me the biggest blame right now is coaching. Yeah, they have no good players on the O line. That's for sure. Yeah, that uh, yeah, go, that's the one position they're suffering at for sure. And and they got a few guys that are on their injury report too. So who who knows what happens by the time the game comes if they're playing or not? Let's move on to the NFL opening weekend. We have four matchups uh, that we're going to look at. You want to start off with the Packers and the Vikings? Yeah, let's do it uh, for sure. Who do you got, Packers Vikings? I'm going to go with the Packers, um, even though Aaron Rodgers. Probably doesn't have too many receivers, or Sammy Watkins is going to be his main receiver. Um, for the Vikes, I'm still unsure of them. New coach, new system. Um, kind of want to see what they can do. I mean, if they can get Justin Jefferson obviously involved in this game and have him go crazy, they got a really good chance. But I, I take the slight edge and give it to the Packers. 
Yeah, I'm going to go to the Vikings with this one. Another slight edge. Uh, I'm going to put like a one-point game on this one, like a 24-23 type of game. The Vikes are at home, uh, and I think Kirk Cousins has been given a little more control over the offense. And it seems like these new coaches, O'Connell and the offensive coordinator, Wes Phillips, coming from the Rams, are just newer coaches. They're breathing new life. And it seems the Vikings are a little bit more excited. And I think the Packers need a couple of weeks to transition from, away from Devontae Adams. They need to see what they have. I don't think they have a, uh, a backfield to lean on until that gets ready. So I think the Vikings at home, they'll take it. I think they'll be leaning on that backfield or the short pass quite a bit, especially if Rodgers can't connect with – there's a bunch of rookies there starting. Uh, Alan Lazard may be out, so he was supposed to be the guy kind of taking over for Devontae. So, you know, he's still, he's still got Randall Cobb, but the other guys are all rookies. So, Did Aaron Rodgers go do some mushrooms again? He probably does before the game, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm surprised that is allowed. It's, all the it's, things it's know? out of the earth and he went down south to do it and then it's like food it's out of your system so what you gonna do what yeah, you gonna know. do hey two-time mvp yeah you probably shouldn't have won it last year tom brady was pretty psychedelics good last year. psychedelics <laughs> uh bucks and cowboys talk about tom brady uh i'm gonna take the bucks on this one tom brady has never lost to the cowboys six and all time and it's not gonna happen this week uh, both teams having O-line issues, but I think with a veteran of Brady, uh, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Yeah. I'm going to go with Tampa as well. Um, like you said, can, his, can the O-line keep Brady upright? I think Brady's good enough to get rid of that ball when he needs to, uh, especially if he's getting hurt. Dak Prescott, he's got C.D. Lamb, Schultz, and then it's mysteries at, uh, you know, at other position. Zeke Pollard, who is it going to be? Zeke is obviously downturning a little bit. So Pollard may end up taking that backfield over by, you know, halfway through the season. But I think in this first week game, uh, Tampa will take it. Yeah, I, I, Dallas, will, I'm not believing in Dallas at all this year. I'm sorry. Uh, overrated. They're not going to win the AFC East. No, and then the O-line, when they were good, their O-line was their bread and butter. Yes, I know yeah. Zeke was their guy, but it was the O-line blocking for him that helped him quite a bit. And right now that is, you know, they lost Smith, so... It's in a Just, bit of state of a flux, so. Yeah, they're in trouble. They're in trouble. Uh, let's look at this next matchup. Mahomes, uh, Murray, Chiefs, cards. Who are you taking in this one? I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Um, you don't say. Yeah. I know it's a new look offense. Not a new look offense for Mahomes, but maybe new weapons. Uh, no more Tyreek. He's still got Travis Kelsey, but Mahomes said he's spreading that ball around. Yeah. Biggest concern for me, though, is Car- or, uh, Carolina. The Cardinals, they're down Hopkins through suspension. They just lost Rondale Moore with the hamstring injury in practice today. So really, you only got Hollywood Brown um, there. You QB there that doesn't do his homework. Like, yeah. That's part of his new contract. You got <laughs> this guy making they, they big prime time. <laughs> well, yeah, let me get to it. Big prime time money. And initially, he has to do this homework clause. And then they're forced to take it out. But, it's, but the damage is done. Yeah. Like The guy doesn't do the work. He's overrated. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury is is nowhere near the class of coaches in the, in the NFC West. Uh, they're gonna get. I think the Chiefs are gonna beat them by double digits. Well, yeah, JJ Watt also questionable too. So if that defense can't handle Mahomes, it's gonna get ugly fast. And Kyler, we saw Kyler when he doesn't have Hopkins in that lineup, he struggles even more. Any quarterback that oh. loses a receiver like DeAndre Hopkins, quite uh, arguably one of the best receiver in the league, for sure, you're gonna suck. He's still got AJ or uh, what AJ Brown, right? 
from Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Come yeah, on, man. Yeah. Give me a break. Give me a break. Uh, good luck. Good luck, cards. Sorry, Corey, former Blue Bomber. I'd like to see you win, but it's not going to happen. Final matchup of the week: Raiders and Chargers. I'm going to take the Chargers uh, in a high-scoring squeaker on this one. Uh, I'm just not going to buy into the Raiders and Carr and Adams with uh, McDaniel's. I want to see that for a couple weeks before I buy into that. So I'm just going to go for Chargers wanting the revenge from last year, losing the finale to miss the playoffs. Yeah, when they could have got a tie and made it in. Um, I'm going with the Chargers as well. I have the same question. How will Devontae, Carr, uh, and McDaniels mesh together? Question on the Chargers side, is Herbert ready to take that next step? Um, And I think he is. He's he's gotten better and better every year. Um, A lot of it is expected of the Chargers this year again. You yeah. know, and it's time for them to take that next step because we've seen the Chargers over the years, even going back to the Phillip Rivers, Ladanian Tomlinson days, you know, always having those good teams, but never being able to take that next step. Um, so it's time. Can Herbert do it? It's it's a tough division there and you have to get off on the right foot. I, I, I'm looking forward to this game, though, because I think it'll be a high scoring affair. Defense is going to suffer, um, but it's going to be an awesome game. If there's any week that really they're going to go, they want to try and go off with Carr and Devontae Adams, might as well do it when they don't have J.C. Jackson in San Diego. Uh, They're always going to be San Diego. Los Angeles. No, no, San Diego. Los Angeles. San Diego. And don't worry, (laughs) I'm going to start calling those 49ers the Santa Clara 49ers because they're 49 miles away from home. That's going to start happening. San Diego and Los Angeles, uh, they're different. They're in Los Angeles now. They're not in San Diego. It's always going to be San Diego to me. I'm going to call them San Diego. Watch me. Are you going to call them the Arlington Cowboys? Just like Oakland. Oakland. Arlington's a lot closer to Dallas than Santa Clara is to San Francisco. I Santa Clara is 45 minutes away. That's no, actually, it's a 49, 49 mile trek. It's the longest in all of NFL. Yeah, 49, 45 minutes away, 49 minutes away, big deal. No, 49 miles. Yeah, miles. Uh, it's it's a, like a mile a minute, basically. It's still the longest trek. Arlington's closer. Benny, you got a brickhead this week. Yeah, you. Oh, Just no, kidding. he's getting mad, eh? <laughs> now he's getting mad because his team's farthest away and it makes no sense that they're called San Francisco. Don't hate on me, man. That's just the facts. Listen, they never should have left San Francisco anyways. I agree. I but, agree. But San Francisco <laughs> wasn't playing ball. And Jed York got a sweet deal in Santa Clara. So And Jed still kept the name of San Fran. Good for you, Jed. No, he wasn't going to change it. He would have got one, killed. He would have got good thing. He would have got taken out to back and probably wouldn't have came back out if he switched that name. So oh, Jed. So is Jed. so Jed's not your brickhead then? Nah, I like Jed now. He's a good guy. <laughs> he's he's learned how to stay out of the business and just wow. let his guys do it. So what five years can do, eh? What five years can do? Oh, five. Well, since Shanahan came out, what's up? And yeah, five years. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, well, who's your brickhead? <laughs> going back on the brickhead, we're going back to this well again, um, and we're going back to Hockey Canada. And CEO Scott Smith, as much as I don't want to talk about these guys anymore and all this stuff, but the fact that he was sent to Denmark for the Women's World Championships to hand out the medals to Team Canada. Yeah. You know, that took away the focus from Canada winning. Now everyone's talking about him handing out these medals. There was no reason for it. The Canadian women didn't even want him there. They wanted a new hockey Canada. They even said that in a letter. Um, And then the fact that they had to accept their earned medals from this guy is awful it's another tone deaf move by hockey canada so my brickhead goes to hockey canada and ceo scott smith what a joke is there no head of like the women's team in hockey canada that could have given those medals away 
No, I, I don't think so. I think it's all just one head of Hockey Canada altogether. So that's ridiculous because that's ridiculous because there's a different head of like who does the Olympic team to the world junior team. There must be someone who runs a women's program. Is, uh, it's just a mess. Man, there. you could have got anyone. You could have got what any woman who used to play Haley Wickenheiser, anybody that, you know, retired that could have handed all these medals to these women instead of this guy. But that's Hockey Canada for you, man. They, I don't know. They think they're either untouchable or they're the smartest people in the world. I'm not sure which one. And why isn't the government really forcing them to open up their books? Why does it take, like, the uh, the ND... I don't want to get into politics, but it takes another political party to force them to try to open up their books financially to see how their money's being spent. This is ridiculous. Ugh, yeah, there's a lot more going on with them, too, beyond this, with the high-rise apartments, the swanky affairs and all that stuff. So. Of course. It just goes. The list is long. Uh, Only the tip of the iceberg, folks. Yes. Uh, Let's look at some good folks. You got any shout-outs? Yeah, I got a couple here. I'm going to give one out to the Winnipeg Gold Eyes, who uh, started the first round of the playoffs last night. Uh, They won game one, so good luck to them. I believe it's the five, no, three-game series for the first one or five? I think it's three. So good luck to them as they make their quest for a championship. Right on, right on. Shout out to the Canadian Women's Rugby Sevens playing at the World Cup in Cape Town, Africa. Action starts on Friday. They're ranked fifth behind the Americans at fourth. They just recently placed fourth in the Commonwealth Games. And this is actually a tournament where one loss means you're out of the championship contention. Wow, that's a tough one. So, yeah, all the best to Team Canada. Uh, What's your other shout out? Oh, yeah, I guess I should have said that already. Um, I'm giving it out to uh, Valor FC, who is on a tear and making a push for the playoffs. It's good to see that uh, they've won three in a row. They're unbeaten in four. They've only lost once in their last seven. So tied for a playoff spot, five games left. Hopefully they can continue that run and, and make a playoff push and get to the playoffs for the first time. Go Valor. Yeah. Go, Go Valor. check out a game. Uh, you know what? I got to give a quick shout out to my team here too, Napoli, for thrashing Liverpool in the Champions League too. Forgot about them. Benny, you got anything to say to the people? You know what? Uh, Thanks a lot for listening and uh, have a good weekend. And in the famous words of Manny Arsenal, in order to start winning, we have to stop losing. Hey, friends and neighbors, don't forget to check us out online on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Ray Benny Sports. And don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. Leave a like, leave a comment, tell us what you think.